do design decisions involve value judgments? Andy Halliwell has gone and posted this question on LinkedIn as part of our redesigning D&T project and debates. I think this is a really tricky one to answer and our expert group felt that it was an important question that needed debating. Do design decisions involve value judgments? I think firstly, I'd be saying, what do you mean by a value judgment, a values judgment? And maybe in your response to Andy's question, you'll explore what you understand and what your views are of what value judgments are and then whether they actually impinge on or affect the design decisions that designers make and also that children make in D&T lessons. So do join the debate. We're always open to conversation and discussion on this. But for now, on to the next episode. This is the Talking D&T podcast, episode seven. Welcome to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy, a podcast for anybody interested in design and technology education, where I'll be sharing news, views, ideas and opinions about D&T. This week's episode has come about as a couple of coincidences that happened recently that took me back to thinking about my A-level design and technology. I was driving home and listening to podcasts as I often do in the car. And I was listening to the podcast from the BBC, 50 Things That Made the Modern Economy. And Tim Harford was talking about interchangeable products or interchangeable items that made a difference to the way we manufacture manufacture and machine things. And he took us right back to Henry Maudsley, who I remember studying as part of my A-level because he was one of the inventors of the metalwork lathe. If you look on his Wikipedia page, they talk about him being the father of machine tool technology. And I really enjoyed studying him. I'd never come across him before I did A-level design and technology. And for me, he really stood out as somebody who made a difference to the way things were manufactured. And then the other thing that happened, I was involved in a Twitter conversation that had happened around the hashtag DT chat with Helen, who'd posted some images of some walls that she'd put up in a department with DNT icons. And we had a conversation about who was our icon. And she challenged me to say who mine was. And I just listened to this podcast and I thought, yeah, Henry Maudsley, he's one of my DNT icons. Now, I, I put that up on a Twitter thread and I explained why. But it did make me think about what was my definition for a DNT icon and, and how did Henry Maudsley fit that? So for me, in this situation, a DNT icon is somebody who has influenced or caused a change in the field of design and technology. So that's not design and technology education, but that is around the world of design and technology and probably in this case, engineering that they are somebody who has exhibited a capacity that shows how they've brought together different aspects, different things, and they've persisted to bring about a new product, a new system, a new material, or a new way of thinking that relates to the field of design and technology. So that's sort of my criteria for a DNT icon. You, you might have other criteria. It might be that they've brought about a change for a group of people, or they've led a design movement. But it did make me think about how we put up and think about 
say people are icons of design and technology and we don't always think about why. So that's my why, Henry Maudsley. So if I start to think about what's the evidence for saying that he's brought about a change, well, according to Tim Harford and according to Wikipedia and when I scratch back in my A-level design and technology, Henry Maudsley designed machine tools, designed a lathe. Now, the result of designing a metalwork lathe was that things could be repeated. You know, an item could be made once and then because of the way the machine was set up, that same product, that same item could be made over and over again and it would be exactly the same. Which meant that some people who had been highly skilled craft people and were used to produce one-off products found that their roles, their jobs were under threat. And the example that Tim Harford talks about is the manufacturer of guns. Um, not the most positive item we might want to think about in terms of design, but they are designed items. And prior to being able to have machine tools with this ability to produce repeated items, guns were one-off items. So something broke in a gun, then it had to go back to the workshop and a replacement part made. And that replacement part might only be a good fit, but not as good a fit as the piece that had broken. So that was therefore putting people's lives at risk and making certain things vulnerable. So you can see how having interchangeable parts that could be manufactured for a gun reduced the risk to life, had the uh, counter-productivity that people's lives were put more at risk because they became more efficient. But he uses that as an example of this interchangeability. He also uses Henry Ford's production lines as a use of interchangeable parts. So for me, Henry Maudsley was right at the start of that, thinking about how his tool, his work, his thinking brought about the design of a metalwork lathe, which meant that parts could be made in repeated fashion. So if I use David Barlex's ideas and definitions of a disruptive technology, the metalwork lathe was a disruptive technology. And Henry Maudsley, as a designer of that, an engineer of that product, therefore I think is a good D&T icon. So that's one way of looking, or my perspective, of why Henry Maudsley is a D&T icon. But then there's also a different way of looking at it. If we look in D&T departments, many of them have a metalwork lathe. And we have to think about why they're in there. And they are in there, again, so that children learn about machine tools. They learn to use them. And they learn to understand a little bit about interchangeable parts and about working with precision. So that then reveals our values about design and technology as we look at this designer, this engineer, and the change he's made on the DNT curriculum. Right? What influence he's had. I couldn't say he's had a change because he existed many centuries before design and technology came onto the national curriculum and we thought about teaching that in general education. But I hopefully can see what I'm thinking is that this iconic product that represents and disrupts a particular way of living back in the 17 and 1800s, we have them in our department. So we have in our departments a product that came from a D&T icon. And then on a very intrinsic level, I just think there's something hugely satisfying about using a metalwork lathe. Those of you who've used a metalwork lathe and turned nylon or aluminium that whole satisfaction of getting the optimum speed 
of the turn and the spin of the material as you bring a nice sharp tool up to it to face off the end or turn down the diameter. There is, to me, sometimes nothing more satisfying than that process. So that's why Henry Maudsley is my D&T icon. He has designed a disruptive technology. His design of a disruptive technology led to the ease of manufacture of interchangeable parts, which led to changes in the design and manufacture of products, which we then have as an item in design and technology departments, and then as an intrinsic level, is something that I think is hugely satisfying to use. So my challenge, or my question back to you is, who are your DNT icons? What's your criteria for picking them? And how do you justify their place on your wall in the design and technology department or on your imaginary wall at home that you hold up and say, this is an example of a DNT icon? I'd be really interested to hear who you pick and why you pick them and how you use them in your DNT lessons if you're a teacher or what they mean and say about you and your values of design and technology. So as ever, you can contact me via email at alison at alisonhardy.work or on Twitter at hardy underscore Alison. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Talking DNT podcast with me, Alison Hardy. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hardy underscore Alison. Show notes and transcripts for each podcast episode can be found on my website, alisonhardy.work. Thanks for listening. <laughs>